Welcome to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. Here we'll share stories of adults over 55 making a difference and making disciples. I'm Ryan Marcella, and here's our host, Judy Papineau-Wick. Hi, I am so excited today to have with us on our Yes podcast a very new friend for me. Her name is Jolanda Lowe. And I've only met her uh, remotely through another board member of ours, Ryan Marcella. And so Jolanda came to uh, Yes on high, high recommendations. So what's really exciting about this is she's a younger one and has a passion, as you will see, about serving the, the whole body of Christ. And through conversations that uh, my husband Wes and then other board members had with Jolanda, we agreed that, um, or the board agreed, not me, but the board agreed that Jolanda would be a great fit to come on board, literally, uh, uh, with Yes, Young Enough to Serve. So Jolanda is a new board member with Yes, and uh, as I'm learning more about her, I'm excited for you listeners to meet this young, beautiful woman that just has a passion for Jesus. So, Jolanda, welcome to the Yes Podcast. Thank you so much, Judy. I really am excited to be here and excited to chat with you um, about Young Enough to Serve and then also about just a little bit about who I am. Great. Well, can we first just start with uh, just your backstory and tell us a little bit about just yeah your, your, your background and all the way up to your family now, okay? Yeah, of course. So I was born in New York, and I lived there for a good part of my life, probably until I was about nine years old. Um, and then my family moved a lot, but I ended up in Wyoming um, in fifth grade, and I lived there um, all the way through high school. And during that time, um, my family was probably like a lot of Americans, like 95% of Americans that believe in God but don't really go to church. Um, and so I had only gone to church maybe a few times in my life. Um, but I was fortunate enough to meet, um, friends in Wyoming that brought me to church and that really changed my life. I mm. mean, I really was just going to church to hang out with them. Uh-huh. Um, so I, but out of that, I found out who Jesus was and it changed my life. Um, so I started doing, um, music there through the church which is completely new. I'd always loved music, but I'd never done music in a church. So that was new. Um, but I felt like God was calling me to do that. So I went to college at Vanguard University in Southern California, Mm -hmm. um, which is how I met Ryan. Um, and so I went for a music worship and arts degree, um, with a worship leadership emphasis. Um, I was there for three and a half years. I did get my bachelor's, um, was super, super excited um, for what God was going to do. Um, and then I ended up having to move just because California is very expensive. I love that. <laughs> so I moved to New Hampshire because I had a friend who was living there. Um, and it was cheaper and they didn't have taxes. So I was like, sure. And I had already been back east because I grew up there. Um, so I was like, all right, let's do it. So I moved there. And then while living in New Hampshire, I met my husband. His name is Emrys. Um, we have been married now for six years. Um, and after our first year, a little bit after our first year, um, we had my son Elijah, who will be five in December. So actually, like 
exactly a month <laughs> from now. He will be five, which wow. is crazy. Um, and we now live in Massachusetts. So we moved to Massachusetts a couple of years ago um, mm-hmm. so that I could um, start working at our now church, which is called Grace Church in Massachusetts. And we're about just a little bit south of Boston, about 20 minutes from there without traffic. Um, and my husband is a pharmacy technician and I do um, the worship position uh, part-time as well as work at a preschool um, that my son goes to. So that's a, a little bit about us. Great. So you're a, a full-time um, mom, wife, and worship yes. leader. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Juggling all of it. Great. Well, what I'd like to know is, so a young woman like you, what intrigued you about exploring more about, yes, young enough to serve uh, and eventually allowing your name uh, as a potential board member, and now you are a board member, what intrigued you about saying yes to yes? Yeah, so originally Ryan had reached out to me and I was like, I don't know what this is, but sure, I'll take a look. Um, And I just loved the fact that it's so different than our worldly culture. So the biggest thing that stuck out to me um, with reading um, Wes's book, as well as just um, going through the website, was that yes is all about making sure that the older generation doesn't stop serving God, which is so important Mm. because the world tells us, you know, once you reach 55, it's retirement or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you just kind of coast until you die. And it's like, no, that's not what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to still love people and use the gifts that God has given you and that wisdom, especially um, in the older generation, um, to be able to bless people and to be able to show them who God is. Um, So I thought that was really, really important and not something that is talked about very often. Hmm. So Jolanda, is there an older adult in your life that stands out as someone who really has made an impact on you? Yes. So when I was living in Wyoming um, at that church that I um, decided to follow Christ in, um, there was a lady named Jill. She was the youth pastor at the time. She was an older lady. um, And she just really poured into me. Like I would go just seriously to hang out with friends, but she always made sure to talk about the word of God. Um, She was the first person to give me a Bible. Um, and I just really, really appreciate her. And even with doing worship music at the church, she like really encouraged me um, to do that and has always encouraged me, even like when I was going to college and stuff. Um, she's always been such a support. Um, so I really, really, really appreciate the impact that she's had on me and my faith. Wow, that's beautiful. And I hope Jill gets to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So do you feel that ageism is prevalent, um, not just necessarily in your church, but the church at large? Do you feel like that's an issue? I do think so. I definitely think that is an issue um, in like the bigger church um, because you see a lot of churches that are split, right? So there are the older churches, which are basically all older generation, and then once they die, unfortunately, the church also dies. And then you have the opposite, where the church is all young people, um, which doesn't really help either generation. So definitely, I think there is an issue with that and that it should be intergenerational, where the both can work together. 
Yeah, that reminds me um, of a story. It was a church, um, I'll, I'll just say it was somewhere on the East Coast that mm-hmm. uh, I heard about through um, a friend. And the church was rapidly growing uh, with um, just young uh, college people and people that were, you know, young, young marrieds with families. It was, it was wonderful for that for that demographic. It was just exploding. But over mm-hmm. time, they would see that there were a lot of younger people that when they would accept Jesus, they would actually go to like the information table at the church mm-hmm. and just say, now, are there like older people that we could just kind of meet with just to kind of navigate, uh, you know, this, this new life and new walk with Christ. And it was interesting because the pastor eventually just, uh, before the whole church, I heard his message then one Sunday morning and it was just like, you know, we did a lot of things right, but we also really dropped the ball in not really reaching out to the older community too, and really emphasizing their importance. So yeah. So what do you feel like at your church? How how are you addressing um, the issue of ageism at your church, Jolanda? Yeah. So thankfully, I feel like we have a really um, diverse church body, um, congregation. So I would say almost in every single um, different area of ministry, it is different ages. So we have like in our kids area, we have usually older people that are doing, um, they're like the lead kids person. Um, but then we have the younger generation, like middle school or high school kids um, helping. So they're like the helper and they get to work together. And I, I think that's really awesome. And then for us and our worship team, we have so many ages um, represented. And I love that. Like there are people that are like 55, 60. And then we have people that are 14, 17 and their mid 20s and their mid 30s and their mid 40s. So um What's important to us, I think, is not thinking about how old they are, um, but thinking about the value that they have. Um, So something that my boss talks about a lot um, as people that work in music is not to think about what they can do for us, but how we can pour into them and develop them. And I think that's a big part of um, our Grace Church culture, um, and that's why it is um, so diverse. That's beautiful. Wow. It's powerful. Yes. So... So what could you tell your generation to help them better relate to my generation and even the older generation? I mean, I'm old, but older than me even. (laughs) I would say that um, to help them relate to the older generation would be that they just want to be loved just like us. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that they have something to give, right, that we don't have, Um, especially just like you were saying, like that wisdom, um, from that church, like they're looking for something when they're baby Christians or early in their faith, they're like, is there somebody else I can talk to? So how important that is. Um, and how, if we don't do that, if we don't reach out to those people, they don't feel loved. They don't feel needed. And when you don't feel needed, you stop coming, you stop serving. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that relates to young people and old people, um, or older people. If you don't, pour into those relationships and you're not, um, giving them value and showing them that they are loved and that they are needed, then they're just going to stop coming. They're not going to want to have relationships with anybody. Wow. I I just want to shout a big amen. (laughs) Yeah. So 
that's definitely how we how we feel, how we believe, and what we've seen uh, seen in the church. So, what is something that you would tell my generation? Um, what is something that you could tell us on how we could better relate to your generation? So I would say, even though we look like we are always, always busy and always on our phones, that we do actually um, yearn for connection with people. Mm. Um, I think that's really important because we are, we're always on our phone, on our computer, we're running here, we're running there. Um, But... In all of that busyness, what we really need is relationship with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, having that relationship with older generations really just help us to be able to grow, help mm-hmm. us to be able to grow, help us to be able to um, thrive and to learn new things that we might not know. So mm-hmm. especially if we have kids or even if you're single, right, um, there are pieces of wisdom and information and advice that we can only get from an older generation. Um, So I would say don't let the technology and our fast-paced lives stop you from reaching out to us. Mm. Good. I know when Wes and I have uh, shared publicly sometimes like at uh, uh, group in groups where there are younger people, it's like, you know, we tell them that they definitely, you guys definitely have that cool factor and that (laughs) cool factor can be very intimidating, intimidating, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, ah, you know, just we, our generation just has to get, has to get past that and realize, wow, we have so much that we really can learn Mm -hmm. from you. And I just feel like if both sides just kind of let their guard down and their, um, their pride or their coolness and just get to know each other. Yes, uh, exactly. Just, yeah. So, uh, the other day on Facebook, it popped up that you were, there was this video of you singing, It Is Well With My Soul. Yes. And Jolanda, I listened to it and I could not keep the tears back. Oh. And I just want to say, again, as an older person, I don't know why I feel like I keep having to say that, but I know <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm just claiming it, acknowledging it. But I just want to say how how beautiful that was to see, um, again, just a younger person just singing a hymn of the faith and just with so much passion and so much love. Grand earth has quaked before Moved by the sound of his voice Seas that are shaken and stirred can be calmed and broken from my regard. And through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Yes, through it all, through it all, it is well. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. It is well with me. And far be it from me to not believe, even when my eyes can't see. And this mountain that's in front of me. 
will be thrown into the midst of the sea. And through it all, through it all, my eyes on you. Yes, through it all, through it all, it is well. Through it all, through it all, my eyes on you. And it is well.
So you can see now why I wanted you to hear that gorgeous, gorgeous song. So Jolanda, again, just thank you so much for your, your beautiful um, spirit. I know, I know you're just what I consider a new friend, but I'm excited about um, um, just your, your new friendship with Yes and with mm -hmm. us. And I just think that the world, as hurting as we are, we are so incredibly blessed to have a young woman like you that loves Jesus mm -hmm. passionately and that cares for the older generation. So you are a gift to us. And uh, I know that there are Jills that are listening now mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if you'll just consider taking the time to reach out to a younger person and ask God to show you how to do that. If you feel like you're at loss, like how do you, mm -hmm. uh, even during COVID time, how do you reach out to someone? And believe me, there are so many creative ways that you can. And may God just help, help any of you listeners that just need more young people in your life to find out how you can better connect with them. In closing, can I just have you say a prayer of blessing over our listeners, please? Yes, I can pray. Thanks. God, thank you so much um, for this time to be able to share together. Um, Lord, I pray over everybody listening to this podcast, Lord, um, that they would be encouraged, that they would feel your spirit tugging on them, Lord, to reach out um, to the younger generation, the older generation. Um, Lord, I pray that we wouldn't look at ages, but we would um, just think of each other as brothers and sisters, Lord, um, that have something to share with one another to help us to grow in our faith and grow in our walk with you, Lord. Um, just as Judy said, Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness and give us creative ways um, that we can reach out to one another. May we not be afraid, um, but we, may we have your peace with us as we do so. Um, Lord, so I just pray that over all of um, the listeners out there and over um, us at Yes, Lord, may we continue to do your work and your kingdom work in this place. God, thank you so much for using us in this way. We love you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jolanda. Yes, you're welcome. Well, thanks for joining us today. For more information about Yes and to find this episode's show notes, you can visit us online at yestoserve.org. Also, if this podcast was helpful or encouraging to you, please share it on social. And if you would be so kind, please leave a rating and review. And if you're not yet a subscriber, I don't know about you, but I only listen to the podcasts I'm subscribed to. So hit subscribe. It's absolutely free. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.